0: Hello welcome back to Clarity. This is our podcast as we journey along as a church looking to get a clearer picture of Jesus for the 2020 year. Uh, I'm Garland and with us today we have some really good friends of ours, people that uh, we cherish and that do an amazing job just loving Jesus and are inspiration to all of us. So uh, we have Aaron Wilkins and Matt Newman. I'm just going to have them kind of tell a little bit about who they are. So Aaron, do you go first?
1: Well, I'm Aaron Wilkins, and I used to be on staff um, for seven years at Fellowship, and now I'm a stay-at-home mom of three under three. So, yeah. Wow. Three under three. What well, a star. sorry. Three, three, and under.
0: Three, three, and under. My
1: oldest just turned three in November.
2: It's a party at your house.
1: It's a party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All boys.
2: Party at your house. Mm-hmm. And you live in Rogers. Rogers okay. now. Mm-hmm. And Matt? Yeah. My name is Matt Newman. I work on the Mosaic staff with the small groups and teaching Team, uh, I am the husband of one, the father of recently three. It's been two, and I am one month into baby number three. And I have great news, guys. Last night <gasps> is the first night... That I slept through the night. It's a
0: big time. It's a big
2: moment. That needs it to is be celebrated. A huge I remember moment. that that moment
0: on our three. Yeah. Oh man, game changer. So yeah. that that's uh that's us and that's uh, our context. Yeah, here, that's, guys. that's who we are and what uh, what the what we what we like to do here in this particular uh, podcast is kind of give our people and just ourselves ideas on what it looks like to uh, engage people with spiritual conversation. So that's that's really the goal here. Is what does it look like to take what we're studying clarity and how Uh, The Bible that we're reading and conversations that we're having, small group time, what does it look like to bring that into kind of all of our conversations? What does it look like to be people who are are talking about Jesus, but not so in this, like, maybe in this weird, like, awkward way, like this forced kind of way? So uh, we want to just give ideas on what that looks like. And so uh, what have y'all found? We'll just kind of start here. And when it comes to, like, your family, your Dinner table, your bedtime, all that. What is what does it look like for y'all to weave Jesus in? Has it been successful? Has it been difficult? Like I've got a I've got a seven, five, and two year old right now, and we found it pretty challenging. So <laughs> what have you tried? What have you seen people do really well? And now we'll kind of start with in the house. What does that look like?
1: In the house. Well, for me. Right now, this season is a little challenging just because my oldest is three years old. So you're not old. doing
0: like deep inductive Bible study, no, like probably deep, in the house. Not deep yet. at all.
1: But this is a very simple thing that I have found so helpful is that I leave my Bible and my journal and the clarity book right now out. Like it's either on like a kitchen table or a counter or something like that. Because for one, for me, I want to see it. So I remember to do it because it's a crazy season right now. And then for two is that, um, specifically my oldest Judah, he can see it. And he says, mommy, what's this? Like he never remembers. And so I'm like, that's my, my, that's my Bible and my journal and the book that I'm reading that we're doing for church right now. And so for him, it's just the simple conversation of, we're talking about that. This is the Bible. It's God's word. It's scripture, and it honestly doesn't go very far from that right now. But hopefully and prayerfully, if I keep doing and keep my Bible out, like that will be a conversation that will be continued and go deeper.
0: It's like so. I already feel a little bit convicted about that because I I never have a Bible out at the house because <laughs> I always leave and go somewhere else as I get so distracted at the house. But even just I, I'm like, do the kids have the kids seen dad?
1: With a Bible, Bible? like I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm
0: actually thinking about that question right now, and I don't know how to. I I think the answer is not very often. Yes, that's interesting.
1: Well, and it's just something that I started doing because I am also, if you're into the Enneagram, an Enneagram one, and so I love the house to be picked up, and so I'd always put it away, like in its spot in my room, and I realized that I would forget about it in this crazy season of life, and then two, my kids aren't seeing it, and so that simple step really has helped us. It seems very little. But little things can go, a long, things go a long way. A long
0: way. Matt, what 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 works? No. <laughs> Maybe we'll do what doesn't work a little bit. <laughs> we are
2: all parents of young kids, and yes. so chaos is our norm. Mm-hmm. Dinner times looks like uh, Natalie getting in seventy five cartwheels in between bites. <laughs> Levi <laughs> creating and inventing and telling the new awkward jokes that he learned at school. It's messy. It's hard. Um, so it, it, oftentimes, victory comes in about 10 second segments. Right. Um, on the way to school, you know, and this is something that in the Clarity book, it gives a discussion question. My mind quickly, you know, initially went to like, oh, that's a small group, the official what you're supposed to talk right. about. But it's, it's meant to be a tool to ask a good question. So that week, every, every day on the way to school, it was like, all right, let's go around. What are you thankful for? What are you hopeful for? And that was the question from Clarity.
0: So you're, you're l- using the Clarity book to actually help in the house, like with your kids and on the way to yeah. school. Levi and know? Natalie,
2: today, I don't know, what, what's your specialty today? What are you doing? Today? hey, what are you hopeful for? And then sometimes it's a good answer, sometimes it's not. But at least it's giving a language of gratitude and hope, um, and that's been helpful. And so we've been trying to pray that uh, at dinner, pray that at night, um, when they're in moments of chaos or even discipline, is is you know that moment of like I could let myself get angry, which at times that happens, or I could try to point to you know take that initiative to lead them to Jesus, lead them to forgiveness, lead them to grace, lead them to the things that I think clarity is trying to get us to is put their focus back on Jesus. Yeah. That's really good. I know, I know in our house, it's mostly bedtime. Like I've, we've tried, I'm
0: not a very uh, systematic person and (laughs) scheduled and planned. And so uh, I know that some people that really works for them. I think in our house uh, it's, it's, a lot of questions, like I do a lot of question and answer. Why why do we put lights out? Why do we, and trying to get them to see it's, it's what's actually, we're celebrating here, what we're doing. Uh, it's a lot of like our kids know all the words of like, come thou fount. I don't know if that's good or not. Uh, so it's a lot of like, taking those moments. Maybe one of the reasons that we're even having this podcast is if you're here listening to this and you're walking through clarity and you're trying to bring scripture, bring the Bible into your house, we just want to say, Be encouraged and keep going, and the little things matter. And so, just hear hear somebody tell you, we we affirm you, and we say keep going. Anything like y'all would want to add on that? Just this little small things.
2: I think you mentioned music matters, you know, And, and I think like kids have a remarkable spongy, you know, mind, and so they can sing the lyrics to every single ridiculous like. Frozen, Goofy, two song? Right. Frozen two song with motions. How do you they know? even learn
0: old town road? That's right. the question. I don't know how that has been learned, but I hear it in my house now.
2: But then also, you know, the intentional, and it takes intentionality is to go background music. We're going to play mm-hmm. Andrew Peterson, Christmas album, behold the lamb of God. And we're going to con- keep playing it. And, and as they go to bed, starting to pick different, like good music that has, could have a Christmas theme, but has a Jesus centered clarity focus theme. And all of a sudden that's what they start humming. Yeah. Clarity has, uh, I guess I just, they just registered, they're posting Clarity
0: playlists well, for every one of these seasons. Isn't that? And I have it that's great. That isn't that? I'm so helpful. unintentional. It's so, like, that's literally. Great. As a person, I'm so <laughs> unintentional. Yeah. Okay. There but, are a
2: lot of easy wins that have been thought through to make parents win with Clarity. It it's, awesome. Awesome. it's like it's awesome. designed
0: for me, but I'm so bad wow. at it. Yeah. That's okay. That's okay. I need to give grace. You to were going to say something.
1: Oh, more. I was just going to say music, too. I mean, that's amazing that Clarity has a playlist that you can actually click on and use. But I feel like I also have a child that is in the why asking stage. And so he literally will ask, why mama? Like, why, why did Jesus die? Like, and I'm just like, well, Jesus died for your sins. Like he saved us. And so it's really great to get like music that has meaning and keep playing it. Even if they want frozen Two. just be like, no, we're going to take a break. Like that's my house right now. We're like listening to frozen Two on repeat. And so we take a break and we listen to Hillsong worship. That's our go-to. And so he is humming those lyrics of Hillsong and it's amazing. So the little things do go a long way. And I think that the biggest thing for me and for, I feel like parents to hear is do not get dis- discouraged Cause you might have a moment that is the sweetest moment. And they're asking, why did Jesus die? And the next moment they're like ripping screaming up at screaming, yeah. screaming in your screaming at them, eating their, and so own, I think toenails. Eating their yeah. own toenails. <laughs> I was thinking peeing their pants, you know, yeah. like, but that is, that's reality. And that doesn't mean that those bad moments are going to take over or those, like, I don't know. You just should give yourself grace.
0: Yeah. So just as, as uh, just, Spouses that are, out, that are out there, roommates, friends that are out there. Uh, what does it look like for you guys to use, to bring spiritual conversation into uh, just your run-of-the-mill conversation you're having over lunch with people that you work with, with neighbors, uh, other Christians? H- how have you found, I think so easily, especially as I'm a, I'm a, I like sports, I'm a Southern guy, we can tend to hide behind talking about sports, raise your backs, recruiting, fantasy football, things like that going on. And then you, you kind of broaden from there. But it's it seems like for especially, maybe especially guys, it's hard to push past superficial things mm-hmm. in almost every relationship, from my marriage all the way out. So what, what have you found just with other believers has been ways that you just practically push through that?
2: Yeah, I have, uh, you know, I remember one of my best friends and mentors who, Years ago, in, in a disciple-making community environment, he, he he led our group like this. He said, always assume that you have to be the initiator. Mm-hmm. And so the thing is, if I'm going to set my expectations, because expectations matters, and that's to initiate conversations about Jesus, um, is I am going to an appointment. I'm going to hang out. I'm going to work out, let's say, with somebody who's a believer. I'm going to have to initiate things towards Christ. I'm going to have to initiate that conversation. And so... Uh, I look for on ramps. I look for kind of inroads and on ramps into conversations. And, and a lot of times that happens um, in my mind. I have hope for the hopeless. And so I'm listening for hopelessness so that I can insert hope and I can turn that corner and go, wow, that really stinks. I hear you. I've been there. Hey, there's an idea in the Bible that's, that, that Jesus is the hope in the hopeless, and so for, for the hopeless. And so. You know, and use a phrase that kind of gets you into that place. And one that I've been using recently, I think because it's Advent and also because I, I deal with it a lot, is we're all addicted to a desire desire for calm, you know. But in the Bible, it talks about peace. So it doesn't sound like your world's getting any more calm, but how can you still find peace if that's what's promised? And I think a lot of people talking about the Razorbacks turn their head and be like, I've never thought about that.
0: So let's let's get really practical here. Sure. So you're sitting... You're sitting with somebody at the gym or somebody right. in your neighborhood, right. and they're talking about the Razorbacks, and you you say, so it doesn't seem like you have calm. How do you get people there? What does that look like for you guys? Because uh, I think this is right. a really pragmatic yeah. issue. I think a lot of us go, man, we'd love to have more spiritual conversation. Man, right. we should do that. We're trying to follow Jesus so, here. We're uh, doing this Clarity yeah. Series. So, but then in real life,
2: right. it like. I'll give Here we you an are example. in the locker room and it gets awkward. Here we are at the neighborhood yeah. or whatever. I'll give you an example. So it's Christmas time. Everybody wants it to be sentimental. Everybody wants it to be great. Almost everybody on some level complains about how chaotic it is. Okay. Right. So I think everybody is looking for an emotional and actual an experience that is like meaningful and peaceful and it seems to not happen. Right. Would we all agree with that? Yeah. I mean, we'll have 12 conversations today in which we are in a conversation with somebody where it just seems like chaos. And the holidays. Yeah, I got to go to this house. I yeah. got to go to that house. Yeah. I got to... So that, that, that's the kind of thing you're right. you're listening and, and, and for. And okay. that's that's the critical moment where we can just be like, yeah, man, Christmas is terrible. <laughs> I hate it yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, you, you walk around almost someone like, hey, happy Christmas is over. You yeah. know, I don't, I don't want to be in that mentality. And so it takes the initiative I to go. You know, Ephesians 2 says there's a lot of things that we pursue peace in. There's a lot of things that we falsely go to. But Jesus, who makes the 2-1, is our peace. So it's that like maybe a little bit awkward but also intentional to go, Boy, Paul tells us that Jesus is our peace. It sounds like I need to invite Jesus more into the space if peace is my goal, you too.
1: And I love that you use the word awkward because I feel like like no matter what, I feel like you have to embrace the fact that it probably will be a little awkward in some situations. And like, but once you bridge that gap, I feel like in some ways people have come to like expect that, you know, like expect that in our conversations, especially my good friends. It's like, it, it no longer is awkward because we've bridged that gap and we've gone there. And so if we don't have those intentional conversations, That now feels awkward, but when you initially first go there, let's say with like a neighbor or with an acquaintance that you're trying to get to know more or even a family member that you haven't had spiritual conversations with, like it might be awkward the first time and that's okay. Like I just think that in my mind, what I always think about is I would rather be awkward now and have this intentional conversation than, than not take the chance and not connect with this person in the best way possible because spiritual conversations are what, like, save people, are what, um, like, bring out sin and brokenness, and then it's just, it's worth the awkward, I think, so...
2: There's a, there's a line from an older movie called We Bought a Zoo. Have you guys seen that movie? I haven't seen that Spoiler one. Spoiler alert, yep. family buys a zoo. Yep. Imagine everything else yep. that happens. Yep. But in it, the, the dad who's Matt Damon <laughs> tells, <terrible>. his, <laughs> tells his teenage son who has a crush on a girl, he says, 20 oh, yeah. seconds of courage could change your life. Yeah. And I think kind of in the camp of evangelism, but also just spiritual conversations, I think so much of our fear is about those initial 20 seconds. Yeah. And if we would just go, it's 20 seconds. And just lean in, you know, you're talking about conversations with Christians. Most Christians want to have spiritual conversations and don't know how to get there. Yeah, We fear the 20 seconds to get there. But honestly, we are opening up the world that they desire, which is, hey, how do you, how do you make Jesus a part of this? Oh. Yeah, And then after that 20 seconds, it really becomes the best conversation they and I have had all week. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think we we get over our fear. We initiate and we assume we set our expectations of that's what that's what. God longs for and desires us to be light in those dark places, even when those dark places are just our grumpiness or our moodiness right. or, or yeah. whatever that might be.
1: And I think, too, once you go there, like those relationships, especially with your Christian friends, like they become your best friends. They become the people that you go to when you're feeling broken. And so it's it's all worth it. Like at every single awkward 20-second minutes of or 20 second,
0: 20 second minutes,
1: 20, 20 second minutes, 20 seconds of courage become so worth it. So,
0: well, just another just encouragement. Hopefully a lot of our people are using clarity, are working through it, uh, have the book. And so just, just as something as simple as going, Hey, what'd you think about Psalm six today? What'd you think mm-hmm. about what you read in clarity? Um, use this year fellowship, our people use this year to deepen in community, to deepen in our relationships, to just season our conversations with actual spiritual things about Jesus. Uh, And I am am just as guilty as anybody else out there. I find myself so easily just kind of going through the motions and just being able to go, what did you think about what you read this morning? We both read the same thing. And that could be a simple conversation starter that moves us away from latest recruiting news or something mm-hmm. like that. And so maybe I'm only speaking for myself in the recruiting. Or when you ask
2: and, you know, maybe many people who say, oh, I didn't read it, I'm not using it. You just say, oh, let me tell you what I read because it's so good. Right. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. the response mm-hmm. is like, wow, I too want to be a part of moments that maybe are I so good. Maybe I should read the Bible. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I should yeah, read the Bible. I maybe that. maybe that. I yeah. should jump in as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are opportunities. Those are on-runs. What have
0: you found? So what, what have you found helps bring this into – uh, like marriage. So, how has that looked? Um, I know for Sarah and I, we're trying to get through. It feels like we're trying to get through a lot of the days. And uh, we do, a, you know, we do a day catch up. How's your day? How have you found to somebody listening to this? Like, if I was listening to this, I'd go, okay, that's great. Uh, but like even in my most close relationships, I don't feel like I have a lot of space for spiritual time. Uh, oftentimes we're just kind of talking schedule or what, what does it look like in your marriages? Is it super structured? Is it, is it a very relaxed and very, like, how does that work in you guys' marriages? And maybe we'll, we'll end this one here with our most intimate relationship for those that are married, for those that have really close friends. What does it look like to bring that in here?
1: I think for us um, right now, again, crazy season, but um, it's so easy once we get the kids down to want to go to our phones. It's like that mindless thing or like turn on the TV. Um, but for us, because we kind of download our day during dinner is kind of the normal time Um, But then once the kids are down, that's when we actually can have like a conversation without tears or whining or somebody needing something. And so for us, it's the, the choice to put the phone down and to like engage in conversation. And then the questions that I feel like I like to ask my husband are, um, like, did you read? Because honestly, a lot of times, like, if I didn't read, I'm not expecting that he read already. And so like taking that time then to read right then, because honestly, the clarity scriptures, they don't take that long to read. It takes all of 10 minutes to read the scriptures that are for that day. And then, um, talking about them, I mean, it could just be just like, did you like that? You like that? Okay. Like, and then going from there. So it doesn't have to be complicated. And I think we feel like it, Needs to be more than what that's super spiritual. Yeah, it just you know. I just think that even acknowledging scripture in your marriage, or saying like, "Did you read that? You like, did you pray what'd about you that? Yeah. Like, what would you think?" Like, that can be somewhere to start. So that's good.
2: My mind went to uh, a counseling s- strong suggestion that we received was as important of connection is repair, and I find our most spiritual moments are after we've absolutely blown it and been terrible with each other. Which honestly, this last month we've slept very little. And so it happens more often. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so when I blow it and when I'm short with her at three thirty in the morning, you know, and, and just all of the different opportunities for stress and chaos is to come back and and repair the relationship. I am sorry, here's where I was wrong. Will you forgive me? Here is where I saw your motives and your intent. And then again, take that extra step of just like praying together and seeking restoration through the only thing that will provide grace and peace, which is the gospel. Um, most of my best opportunities, at least recently, are when I've been an absolute idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Must be a you problem. <laughs> only me. So, yeah, I wouldn't know.
0: Um, so uh, just I-, I think I think as we uh, – as we as we close this thing down, uh, this particular podcast, like we just want to tell, maybe the goal of this has been: we want the, the fellow, our church, Fellowship Bible Church, and all of our congregations and all of our people scattered all over the place on business trips all over the world. We want to be a church that is genuinely and truly a, a city on a hill, a light to the world that people would see and hear in what we say and what we do the the beauty of the gospel and to do that we actually have to use our mouths and speak mm-hmm. and that is in every single arena uh, of our lives and so as Christians we believe that Jesus is our messiah and king who's changed the world and that should be something that should be an announcement that we are constantly speaking about and every conversation we have should be how uh, about eventually get to how awesome Jesus is. And so I recognize we have lots of busyness and lots of things in life. And I feel convicted even having this conversation, listening to you guys, uh, because I think so frequently I can be so unintentional. And for, for this year, we want to develop the practice as a church. As we go through this ancient calendar, as we read the scriptures together, we want to, as a church, develop the habit of just being people who are constantly talking about Jesus and uh, bringing that into every conversation that we have. So, uh, we hope that this, uh, hopefully this may be inspiring and give us some tips and some ideas and uh, thanks for listening to Clarity.